These are some of the major stories which made the news this week in The Hunter. IPART delivered its decision on a proposed rate rise for Port Stephens residents on Monday. The tribunal rejected the bid by Port Stephens Council to increase rates by 7.5% per year, saying Council's funding priorities did not match those of its ratepayers. The decision followed a campaign by residents who called for the proposal to be scrapped, providing a petition with more than 2,000 signatures against the planned increase. Port Stephens MP Kate Washington said IPART made the right decision. The community's voice was very clear throughout this process. There are too many people in our community on fixed incomes who simply cannot afford the increase that this would have meant. But Mayor Ryan Palmer said council was disappointed residents will miss out on the planned projects which would have been funded by the rate rise. It's not the projects that uh, have been uh, fought back by the community but uh, a a very one-sided argument there. So very disappointed but we'll continue to work with the community. Deputy Premier John Barillaro visited Williamtown on Tuesday to turn the first sod at the Astra Aerolab. Newcastle Airport also revealed it had signed an agreement with defence contractor BAE Systems Australia, allowing it the option to lease land on the first stage of the site. Airport CEO Dr Peter Cox said the day marked an important milestone for the project. It's going to be world class. Uh, celebrating what is great about our region, but also bringing jobs into the region. I think it's really important to look back. Behind us in this sign is an Aboriginal keeping place. Uh, and, I, and I thank Uncle John. So that will be celebrated as part of this development. and just goes to show the world-class nature of what we're developing. On Wednesday, police confirmed human remains found in a Katoomba dam were those of missing Newcastle woman Cecilia Devine. The 42-year-old's body was discovered in March, six months after she was reported missing from Waratah. Police were joined by Ms Devine's brothers as they appealed for help in solving the mystery case. Her brother, Troy Pearson, said they don't know why she'd go to the Blue Mountains. We don't know anyone that she knows or that she, she knows up in Katoomba. Cecilia was found without clothes or belongings, but police have released CCTV footage of her last known sighting in Katoomba, leaving a hotel and then buying clothing and food. Williamtown residents expressed further disappointment with the government on Wednesday after the Liberal candidate for Patterson pulled out of a public forum to discuss PFAS. Fullerton Cove Resident Action Group President Lindsay Clout told 2NURFM Sarah Farley-Adams they received an email from Sachin Joshi explaining he had another engagement and couldn't attend the night. But that may very well be uh, <coughs> what has occurred. I'm, I'm disappointed that uh, another engagement would have been more important than this issue. Mm. I think this is probably the, the, the biggest issue uh, in the area uh, leading up to this election. Sachin Joshi took to social media to explain his absence from the forum. He said as he's running a grassroots campaign and working around the clock in the lead-up to the poll, he was unable to attend. He also highlighted the Morrison government's commitments to PFAS-affected communities, including $4.7 million in funding for the University of Newcastle to research remediation methods. Newcastle MP Tim Crackenthorpe on Thursday responded to the Planning Minister's announcement spot rezoning could be scrapped in a review of planning systems. The rezoning allows developers and landowners to apply to rezone an area through individual applications which would be in breach of local environmental plans. Labor was criticised by the government for its commitment to slash spot rezoning in the lead-up to the state election. Tim Crackenthorpe said Newcastle has suffered due to developers exploiting the process. I cautiously welcome the back 
backflip of this government, but it really is uh, communities that have been sidelined and missing out for too long, particularly those in Newcastle. Uh, we've certainly fought long and hard on the Newcastle East redevelopment uh, spot rezoning. Police on Thursday arrested a second person in relation to the death of a baby boy in the Hunter earlier this year. The six-month-old died in hospital in February after sustaining a traumatic head injury. Around 10 o'clock Thursday morning, Strike Force Wandera detectives arrested a 26-year-old woman in Marrickville following extensive inquiries. A 28-year-old man who'd been in a relationship with the boy's mother was arrested in February and remains before the courts. And former Prime Minister Bob Hawke was being remembered fondly by Hunter residents and people across the country on Friday after passing away at the age of 89. Mr Hawke was the longest serving Labor Prime Minister and was responsible for several significant policies still impacting the country today. Dr John Tate from the University of Newcastle said Bob Hawke's legacy will continue to be remembered. He'll be remembered for ushering in the longest period of Labor government in Australia's federal Labor government, I should say, in Australia's history. Uh, at a personal level, he'll be remembered as being this larrikin. You know, I mean, you've got to remember, this is a guy who was in the Guinness Book of Records for sculling beer. You know, um, he's, quite, he's quite exceptional.